For a lot of people, they don't even realize it if they're not doing a regular movement practice because yes, it's called hypermobility and people who are hypermobile tend to be very flexible, but if you're not moving around a lot, if you were never like a gymnast or a dancer, you've never done yoga, any of these things that that, um, demand a lot of flexibility, then you may not even be aware that you have this tendency towards flexibility or that you are hypermobile. That was the Hypermobile Yogis. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Seeker in Sage podcast. I am still Danny. I'm still hosting. We're still here. We're still doing the thing. Today is episode 143. I've got Celeste and Adele, two dear friends, and I call a lot of people on the show dear friends, but they are truly, truly, truly dear friends. Um, I have uh, become really close with both of them, Adele and I met couple of years ago on accident, um, a friend of ours introduced us and she ended up staying at my house for about a week. And, and then she introduced me to her friend Celeste. And when I was out in London, I took her class and yeah, and I'm obviously doing the business of yoga with Celeste currently. Anyway, they have created a really cool platform in a community called Hypermobile Yogis. And I had them on the show. It, we talked about it. it was over a year ago when they were first starting this and it was really just taking off. And they have grown it into something so beautiful and so big. And it's really just a great resource, a great platform for those that do have hypermobility, AKA myself. Lots of education in there, lots of getting to know your body and lots of finding deep inquiry within this episode. Two amazing human beings. If you don't know them, please get to know them. They're phenomenal. Before we get into the show, I wanted to remind everybody that The show is really not possible without your love and or your support. So head over to the support the show page, dannypumpling.com slash support. And for less than a cup of coffee a week, you can help the show sustain itself. There's a lot that goes into it behind the scenes. There's editing, there's creative work, there's typing everything up, there's putting it on the website. There's so much stuff that goes into the show. So the more that we can sustain the show, the better it actually is for everyone. We can continue these conversations and sharing these lovely episodes with our friends. If you can't support financially, you can always head over to the iTunes store and just leave us a really real raw review of however you felt about the show. And of course, please share this episode with your friends because that is also a big help. Without further ado, here goes episode 143 with Adele and Celeste, the Hypermobile Yogis. Hi, I have both of you at the same time. <laughs> this is so much fun. For, I mean, I just, we were, we were talking just before we hit the record, but I'm really excited that I get to talk to both of you at the same time. And two, I have to make sure that I keep myself on task. Otherwise, this podcast is just going to be me being like, I love you. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> we love you that much as well, Danny. This is, so, this is so great. We need to do this more often. <laughs> so, I haven't had you two on the show in quite a while. And when I first had you, pardon me, when I first had you two on the show, it was like the birth of hypermobile yogis. And now there's a whole, y'all have, I mean, really taken it and ran with it. So I feel like the last time we talked was maybe like six or nine months ago on the show specifically about hypermobile yogis, right? I feel like it was longer ago. I feel like my leg was still in a cast. Mm, It was. So that was like over a year ago. 
Oh my gosh. Okay, so we have a lot of catching up to do. What have you two been up to now? Things have really taken off for us. I mean, we didn't realize how excited people are about finding a community where they felt understood as Mm -hmm. what we call our Bendy family. Um, But things have really blown up for us. We have over four or 5,000 people in our private Facebook group. Wow. Um, a few thousand people that are in our mailing list. We've got, um, uh, I think over 700 people bought our online course. So basically we have realized that we really are serving a need in the community. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And we've also just been working to answer a lot of the requests that we've had from this community, uh, in by, uh, developing and putting together more online courses that mm-hmm. will hopefully help our bendy family and even people who aren't bendy, i.e. hypermobile. <laughs> yeah, and actually one of the biggest newses we have, newses, <laughs> is that... It's a word now. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> Basically, a publishing company realized that this demographic needs support and so they have offered for us to write a book and so that will be coming out next march and it's available now for pre-order yeah oh wow that's okay so so okay there's a there's a few things that i want to unpack how did i know the journey started on you know we the instagram account was started and people started to you know kind of touch in and, and check in and share stories what was the wildfire that started to spread from there like what do you think was the biggest part of the movement that people started to connect to this well i think it was because we pointed out, we gave a name to something that people had perhaps recognized in themselves, but they didn't realize it was a thing. Because mm-hmm. I know I can speak from personal experience that, I mean, I spent my whole life in this body. Uh, you know, I don't know what it's like to be in any other body. And right. I've always been flexible. And I've also been always been prone to injury. And I just kind of thought that that was normal. But when we started talking about that, the fact that it's called joint hypermobility and it comes with all of these other things, uh, it was, I think that it really just was that light bulb moment Mm -hmm. for so many people, just like it was for us when we both found out that we had hypermobility, where you start to add everything up, you start to go, oh yeah, that's me. Oh yeah, that's also me. Mm -hmm. And you suddenly you have a name for this thing that you've been dealing with that you maybe didn't even realize you were dealing with it. But once you have a name for something and you realize that it is a condition that's, that's, you know, been researched and talked about and everything, then you also have answers to questions that have been unanswered for years and you have solutions to problems that you've dealt with for years. Yeah. The interesting thing is that a lot of times also, uh, you know, me and all the other bendies, and I know this is true for Adele too, is we've actually seeked out professional advice, but for individual complaints and the professional has Mm -hmm. never been, uh, with it enough or educated enough potentially to realize that they're all related, like yeah. the gut issues, the anxiety, the the weird joint pain, 
all of it came under one neat little umbrella of hypermobility, but nobody out there is like, oh, you're hypermobile. That's why you got all this weird shit happening to your body. Um, And I think that that was a really, that's a powerful thing that people can suddenly resonate with and they can be like, oh, got it. Okay, let's go to work on fixing the hypermobility as opposed to individually trying to tackle all these various symptoms that they're dealing with. So I think maybe let's actually kind of like re- pause and kind of rewind for a second for maybe some of the listeners now on the show that that didn't hear the episode before. Can you give us, I guess, we'll call it the elevator speech, but what exactly is hypermobility? For those that are just tuning in right now that are like, wait, what? We didn't catch that for first episode. What is hypermobility? So hypermobility is a genetic spectrum disorder where we have our collagen that's disrupted. And so all of our tissues in our body are too stretchy. And Mm -hmm. often we refer to these people as double jointed and they can do weird things with their bodies. Um, But actually, when we start to look more closely at the makeup of the body, there are many more factors that actually need collagen to be structured well. For example, our guts need collagen and our blood vessels need collagen. And if these are too stretchy and they don't have enough input, they aren't functioning correctly. And this is what leads to the gut issues and as well as the stretchy blood vessels are closely related to the anxiety. Why is it so important for people to, I know, I, like I never had the language for it and I never understood, you know, the severity of it. In, and I'm, I'm again, a bendy person, you know, um, in in, in, in practice, why do you think it's so important for people to understand that as yogi practitioners in general, I guess? Well, it's, it's mostly the, the thing that really got Celeste and, and me, we, what started it all was because maybe because of our being prone to being flexible and being prone to anxiety and all of these things, Hypermobile people do tend to be drawn to the practice of yoga. And then you come to a yoga class and if it's taught in a way where it's encouraged to stretch passively and sink deeper into postures and yank and pull yourself passively into postures, then that can be, it can be harmful really for anybody, but it can be especially harmful for hypermobile people because we lack the proprioception and because our joints are already um, lacking the stability that that they need to hold themselves together. Mm. Um, And so that's really where where it started for us, both being yoga teachers and yoga practitioners, wanting to help people learn to practice yoga safely mm-hmm. um, and with a, a more of an emphasis on strength than flexibility in terms of the physical postures. Um, and it and it's just kind of gone from there. Yeah, I just think we were kind of disappointed that so many of our heroes were so badly injured like one of my favorite yoga teachers had three herniated discs Mm. I was like whoa and then still I mean not scaling back or not you know doing any kind of rehab but the most aggressive form of practice where they were pushing their bodies into some extreme ranges that are almost unbelievable really they do belong in circus contortionism it's it wasn't natural what people are doing to their bodies and I just felt a little bit like wow what if you're a mom and you're working an office job and you're hypermobile and you're forcing your body and then you're injured and then you can't do yoga at all for years which what a shame 
So yeah, I think we were almost crusaders. And the the phrase that I keep coming back to in my own mission for myself, and I know Adele shares this, is we want to change the culture in yoga. You know, it's I don't want people to look at someone who's super bendy anymore and go, oh, you've got such a beautiful practice. Mm. I want people to go, have you got enough stability behind the joint range that you're actually operating from? I want people to have the ability to look at someone's back bend and go, oh, they have a hinge. That's why they can get their feet to touch their head. They actually aren't doing it with integrity throughout the whole spine. Right. You know, that kind of intelligence is really what I want to cultivate in the yoga world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that it's yeah. that inv- in- invitation for the inquiry in the body versus let's just push something to push something. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, so we so okay, first off, really beautifully said and I I mean I couldn't agree on on so many of those things. And I also, I kind of feel like for a lot of yogis, you know, it's kind of that it's, it's the journey of when you start in a younger, let's say framework of your life in yoga, it's almost like you're supposed to attain the big poses and stretch and bend and do all the things. And then you realize later on, actually, that's not what I'm supposed to do. So I'm really excited to hear that we're starting to share that information um, a lot earlier because, you know, Celeste, we kind of uh, touched about that uh, on this the other day, um, but Practicing yoga in a traditional sense is great. Practicing physical yoga in a traditional sense doesn't necessarily make that much sense anymore these days with all of the information that we have on the body and the mechanics of the body. Totally. I love that. So everything's just started to come through. And I, I, you know, I'm hearing that, that you had a lot of like requests and, and a lot of what, what is some of the most, I guess, some, the, what are the, some of the most frequently asked questions when people come to you about hypermobility? Oh, probably the number one thing. <laughs> Celeste. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, is, well, uh, how do I know if I am hypermobile? Do you think mm. that? I mean, that, that was, especially when we first got started. Mm. It's not so much a question that we get anymore, but when we, when we first got started, it's, yeah, how do I know if I am hypermobile? Because people hear some of these things and they're like, hmm, that sounds like it could be me, but I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Well, I think mm-hmm. physical ailments always come through from our community. People have questions like, I mean, the one that I got literally, I get all the time is, how do I make my knees feel better in yoga without using a cushion? And I'm like, well, <laughs> first of all, I have no idea what position you're feeling pain. I have no idea without assessing you what's really wrong. So we do get a lot of questions like, can you help me with my shoulder pain? And I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, what do you want me to do with that? That's the most complex joint in the body. There are four joints related to the shoulder. I have no idea which one you've got problems with. Um, but I think something that I want to say around that, and maybe this is some value for your community, whether or not you're hypermobile, is that the body will always send pain away from the area that it has a problem. And this is if we're talking about physical tissues being involved. Sometimes there's psychosomatic issues being involved. But um, a statement that I think everyone should write down, if you've got a pen and paper, your phone handy, write this down. The victim isn't the culprit. So when we're looking at the human body, if, for example, someone's dealing with severe neck pain, it's usually not the neck where the problem is. It's usually because perhaps the serratus anterior isn't firing, that's throwing the scapula forward, and then the neck goes goes into spasm as a result. Uh, Or we've got a lack of strength in the, maybe we've got a a 
stiff left ankle, actually the ankle isn't the problem. It's actually the glute med right at the top of the hip that's causing the hip not to be in an optimal position during walking. So the ankle takes the strain and then throws up the symptoms. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if most people start to understand this, and I'm not just speaking for yoga practitioners, but therapists as well, if we stop having tunnel vision when working with people and going directly to the side of pain, if we can broaden our view a little bit and look at the body as a whole, I think we're going to come from a far more intelligent place in helping people discover what's wrong and discover the solutions. Let's get it. Okay. So I have neck pain. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, I, so I have neck pain and I, my hip hurts. And what, what, what are we going to do for me? <laughs> I, I mean, I couldn't agree more. I think that, you know, it, I, a lot of us just tend to think that because the pain is immediate in one place and we want that, that pain to go away. So we do, you know, whatever we can just to go to that immediate spot versus taking a look at the broader spectrum. It's putting a bandaid on versus actually getting to uh, to triage and, and learn what the problem is and, and learn how to work with that. And that is because that requires work and mm. that most people don't want to do. <laughs> inquiry, which I think you always refer to, you know, yeah. that which is the real yoga in, in our books. <laughs> well, I yeah. think it also comes down to patience because, mm. you know, I mean, it's a, for us, it's our job to understand the body, you know, it's our job to get really geeky about anatomy and then help other people get geeky about anatomy. But other people, you know, they're working um, like in jobs that have nothing to do with anatomy, nothing to do with yoga. They may, may not have the time, mm -hmm. but they, we as a society have been kind of conditioned to expect everything to come instantly in a magical pill form. And the beauty of the yoga practice is that you can use it as a way, like you have said, Danny, as this self-inquiry and, and having, taking the patience to really listen to pay attention to what's happening to your body and, you know, alongside perhaps going to see a professional who can help you pinpoint uh, exactly what's happening. But, um, but yeah, I think um, a, a big issue with everybody hypermobile or not is just that we, we want all of our problems solved instantly. And that's often not the case, especially when it comes to the body. Yeah, that inquiry, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a perfect example of Svidaya, you know, it's that self study, mm -hmm. we don't do we don't do the yoga just to do to do the yoga, but it's actually to get to know ourselves on a, you know, a very deep level, there are a lot of teachers that, you know, may not be outwardly um, saying things like Svidaya, and, you know, <laughs> here are the koshas and the kleshas and like, you don't have to say that stuff out loud in a yoga class to know that you're teaching that stuff in a yoga class. And you're not necessarily just being like, well, here are the philosophy words that I know. But when you invite someone to actually go further into their body, when you ask them to listen to the nuances, you know, I just said this the other day, but when you ask someone to pay it that much detail and that much attention to the articulation of the way something is moving, that is yoga philosophy at its finest. That is asking someone to go there, to stay there, to be present, to not be anywhere else, to, you know, to, to treat that movement when it's happening with kindness, to treat that movement with compassion, to learn your reactivity. And I mean, there goes so many layers of yoga just within the movement of an arm or a, a wrist or whatever it is. You know, I think that is, um, 
it's it's i think it's it's really easy to get caught up on like well well what are we teaching what what are we not teaching but specifically i think what you two are doing is you're teaching not only a, a deeper level of getting to know the physical body and 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 really helping people right you're getting people into more of a compassionate and kind state by being more comfortable in their bodies um and you're also teaching people like some really deep-rooted yoga philosophy <laughs> you didn't know that did you <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, truly we forget that, you know, we, we forget that it's, it's, it's not just, you know, it's, there's so many layers to it. You know, I think, um, I mean, that's a spinoff podcast, right? I have mm-hmm. a, um, I'll, I'll start to, to veer left here. So the movement happened and now I mean, it's, this is a, so exciting to just hear that people are, are, are really are finding this because it didn't exist before. I, I mean, I can't remember, not that I know of anyway, at least people weren't, weren't speaking about it. And, and then the book came about how, let's let's get into the book what's what's going on there is it was it just like frequently asked questions is it a how to what's happening in the book what's all the information the source in there we are so excited about yeah because the thing is i don't know if any of your listeners have ever done this i know i'm so guilty of this i order books on amazon and then i as soon as they arrive especially when they're yoga books i flick through all the pictures and then i put it on my shelf and we were like, uh-uh, we don't want people to do that. We really want people to read it. So, And actually understand it, actually mm-hmm. be able to go through all of this information, which is quite, yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah, lots of anatomy and biomechanics, um, which is often dry and boring, let's be honest. <laughs> uh, not, for ana- not for anatomy nerds. Well, I'm like, yay! Hey. Well, I'm an anatomy nerd, but when I try and read an anatomy book, I do fall asleep. You know, because mm-hmm. I'm quite dyslexic. Reading is hard. So we were like, we want to make this the most fun book under the sun. So what we did was we took our stability muscles and we turned them into superheroes. And we took all the things that turn our bodies into pain and we turned them into supervillains. So, for example, we've got sedentary seductress, which is one of our supervillains. Oh, my oh, God. God. <laughs> to see the picture yeah. of her. She's so awesome. She is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and we've got Mr. Floppy. Passive range of misery, man. <laughs> and his Who came up with these nemesis. names. <laughs> we did. Oh my god. His nemesis is Aram, which stands for active range of motion. Aram the protector and is one of our superheroes. Yeah, we wanted to also make it um, inclusive to lots of different types of people. So, for example, transverse abdominus is one of our stability muscles, but we called her trans queen abdominus, and she's a transgender. Um, badass that has big boobs and a beard and she basically <laughs> keeps everyone cinched in and makes sure we breathe properly and yeah she's a total badass as well oh my know. gosh that's so cool it's inclusive yeah. <laughs> oh yeah we've got all the all the types of people all the types of things going on and we're very proud of the book because we really wanted it to be a place where if you find learning hard you're going to enjoy reading it if you're someone who's into anatomy you're going to geek out with us if you're someone Someone who's like, you know, maybe a little bit um, awkward and you kind of like the weird things in life. This is going to be a place for you to feel at home. Yeah. I did book club for the uh, podcast for such a long time. And then I paused it and I said I was going to pick it up next year again. I was like, we'll do it again next year. I just don't have time to read all these books right now. But maybe that'll be our first our first kickoff book for the podcast is the hyper uh, the hypermobile book. That'd be great. It's called Too Flexible to Feel Good. Mm -hmm. So it's when's it coming out again in March? The 16th of March, I think. Yeah. Okay, cool. Is it going to be available everywhere? 
Yes, it is available now everywhere for pre-order. Yeah, and the good thing about pre-ordering the book is that Amazon will run sales between now and the launch date. And so if you order it now, when it comes, it'll actually get delivered to you at the cheapest sale price that will be run. So it's really, really worth doing the pre-order. Yeah. Yeah, I pre-ordered a copy just just because I was like, I'm going to pre-order my own book. <laughs> no, and, um, and I was excited that whenever, because I had looked and originally it was on at like 40 pounds, but then when I went to pre-order, it was down to 20 pounds. Wow. So I was like, cool, I saved money on my own book. <laughs> Wait, you're, the book lost weight? I don't get it. <laughs> that was really bad huh yeah you're welcome everybody you're welcome <laughs> yeah Hey y'all, I'm here to tell you about another product that I am absolutely loving these days. I've been using this natural herb remedy called ashwagandha. I know it's kind of fun today, but it helps with stress, anxiety, worry, pressure, like, cause there's none happening in the world. Anyway, I heard about this um, on another podcast and I decided to try it out myself. So there's this Himalayan ashwagandha that helps me navigate through my daily stress and anxiety. It's super simple and it's just an herb, right? In ancient times, it was used as like the king of Ayurvedic herbs um, and it's now used to treat all sorts of different conditions. So try it out. I've been using it. I've been loving it. It's all organic, non-GMO, contains no binders or fillers. It's pretty sweet. And if you want to get 20% off, you can head over to Amazon, pick it up and use the code SEEKERSAGE. So outside of the book, um, outside of the book, I know there's the Facebook community. I know there's the Instagram community. I think that people are probably still, I mean, at this stage, you know, wanting to practice or, or learn more. What other offerings are, are um, I mean, what else have you been up to outside of, you know, I know the book has been, it's got to, I don't, I don't, I can't even imagine. It's got to be a big amount of work for you too. Um, what, what else, uh, what else are you two up to? Like, what else have you, have you been up to? It's been that long since we've talked. Well, our online course has been hugely successful. We've had people writing to us saying that it's changed their lives. I mean, which, I, you know, you can imagine when when you read an email from somebody saying that their life is changed for the better because of you. It's just like, wow, okay, that is powerful. Um, so, so that's you know, we consider it a success for that reason. Um, and and that just continues to sell but we we actually have quite a few things in the pipeline and i mean i don't know when this podcast is actually going to be uh published but at the time of recording it we're we're just yeah a few short weeks away from launching a few other things but it's um i don't know if we can well, Talk let's just it. say that we really want to support the community in a deeper way. Now, yeah. you know, Adele and I are talking about our book and our online course, but guys, I know that some of you out there might be listening to this going, I just can't get these things, girls. I really need support. But I just want to give you guys the the knowledge um, that we, we share so much for free, guys. We share so much on our Instagram page, in our Facebook page. There is some really valuable information that we're constantly delivering because we really care about our community. And we realize that it's a very difficult time right now. And if buying something right now isn't doesn't feel right, you can't do it for whatever reason. That's totally okay. We share so much 
because basically we really see the body as something that needs guidance when you're hypermobile, especially. And so guys, if you ever just need a little kick up the bum or a bit of inspiration for your workout, or you've got a little niggle in a certain part of your body, please head to our Instagram, especially is littered full of amazing content. We're working on our YouTube channel. We've been pretty busy, but we're going to keep adding more to our YouTube channel as well. So we can keep supporting you guys. Um, And yeah, we've got your back basically. Please just keep devouring the information we put out there because we put a lot of time into our free stuff as well. And actually our Facebook group, it's a private Facebook group, but you get access to it as soon as you join our mailing list. And it's such, I just, I love going in there because Mm. there are so many knowledgeable people in there that, Mm. that have, you know, a huge amount of knowledge as it's not just, it's not like Celeste and I are the only ones that know anything, you know, like there's, there's lots of doctors and medical professionals that are in our Facebook group. And so, the I get so happy whenever I see somebody asks a question and then the comments They're in rich. there are yeah so so good I'm like yeah that is amazing information it's I don't just, usually chip in I kind of just I yeah. read I read what's going on there and I think well they answered the question so I don't need to <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. It's, yeah so it's a wonderful community over there on our Facebook group yeah we feel incredibly lucky that we've attracted this group of pretty awesome human beings, you know, just yeah, fantastic people. Very intelligent, very... Um, just cool. Uh, yeah, and compassionate, just cool. Yeah, yeah. they're all people and that I nice. want to be friends with in real life. Yeah, they're <laughs> nice people. You know, they really support each other. And like, there's no weird vibes again around anyone. And I just, yeah, we feel very, very blessed and very lucky. I have, I was just thinking about this right now. You know, there's so many, there's a broad range of people that listen to the show. Some people are yoga, a lot of people are yoga practitioners, whether they're students, whether they're teachers. And there are also some that, you know, that, that just aren't for, for those that don't even practice yoga, you know, how can they understand maybe, maybe mm. movement isn't a big part of their thing. Ah, maybe I can't say that for all of my listeners. I feel like a lot of people obviously listen to the show that, that move, but why is this important in general? I know you, you, you said, you know, not just because of the yoga practice, but you were saying some deeper layers of like your gut health and, and, and your overall well, well-being. But what are some of the biggest takeaways of, of learning about your own hypermobility? Well, first of all, I think it's worth knowing that it's something like 15% of the population is on the spectrum. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's, that's more common than people who are left-handed or have green eyes. You know, or have a third nipple. Yeah, that too. <laughs> Me too. No, I'm just kidding. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I have all of this. No. Um, <laughs> uh, so it, it is actually quite common. And for a lot of people, they don't even realize it if they're not doing a regular movement practice. Because, yes, it, it's called hypermobility. And people who are hypermobile tend to be very flexible. But if you're not moving around a lot, if you were never like a gymnast or a dancer, you've never done yoga, or any of these things that that um, demand a lot of flexibility, then you may not even be aware that you have this tendency towards flexibility, or that you are hypermobile. Um, and, um, and even if you're not on the spectrum, and you're totally hypomobile, um, a lot of it's worth remembering that, well, two things. One, everything, everything in the body and even the mind is all connected. You don't 
you, you don't just have anxiety and, and it's just totally in your mind and there's nothing going on with your body. Mm-hmm. Everything is connected. But the second thing is we are all living in this world where we are completely removed from how our human body has evolved over thousands and thousands of years. Like the Homo sapiens have stopped evolving as soon as we had the technology to survive nature without the need for natural selection, right? So our bodies are the same bodies that were way back thousands of years ago, but we're living in this world where we sit down all day, where we squeeze our feet into shoes and we walk on smooth and even paved surfaces, where we are eating processed foods and staring at screens all day. And the list goes on and on and on and on. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of what we teach is basically just getting the body to hold itself in a posture and breathe in a way that is the way that it wants to hold itself. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the way that it would hold itself if like, so this is the important thing to remember. Movement is always what we're striving for. We don't want to be in any fixed posture for a length of time. Even if you're in the most perfect posture, if you get rigid in that posture and you never come out of it, that will cause more problems than it'll solve. However, having said that, when you're hypermobile, because potentially you haven't had that movement input from a young age, potentially because you then decided, oh, I'm going to take up yoga and you've started overstretching. Now you don't actually have that natural understanding of where your body should be in time and space. Then you decide, do you know what? I've heard strength training is important for hypermobile people. I'm going to go do deadlifts. And what do you do? You throw your back out. You know, it's like, it's as it is very difficult for us to know where we are in time and space and our ligaments aren't giving our brain information about where we are. And so what happens is we just go and do movement. And unfortunately, just moving isn't necessarily going to help us. It might hinder us. Then what we do is we end up in this vicious cycle. Every time I move, I get injured. I know what I'll do. I'll just not move. That's not the solution. The solution is you can break all the rules, guys. Honestly, we're not saying there's only one right way of moving. Please don't misinterpret our message. But what we are saying is first learn the rules, nail them. And then go away and break all of them. But you need to come from a place of integrity first. Get that understanding. Get that that myofascial understanding. Get that proprioceptive, um, that link back to the brain. And then you can go and do whatever you want. (laughs) Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think, you know, anyone that's practiced with me personally, even in the last year, my pra- just my teaching is so different. What what for me? What hypermobility feels like, and and you know, my experience is leaky energy. That's exactly what I think about. It's so leaky well energy. <gasps> we yeah. use that in our book. Sorry, we're going to plagiarize. <laughs> yeah, no, t- totally take it right. And and again, we can go so many layers with this, right? Is yeah. it just my? It's it's my physical energy that's being dispensed, but that's also my mental energy. That's also my spiritual yeah. energy. That's also my connection to you know the greater consciousness energy that's leaky energy that's just being distributed out so for me what i've what i've personally done is is in my teaching i don't teach power vinyasa anymore like i just don't it just doesn't work for me it doesn't it doesn't feel good for me right now at this point in my life Mm. and even my teaching is a reflection of can i draw that energy in like really i'm so funny i'm closing my eyes as i do this but can i draw the energy in can I pull that back into my source? And then from that connection, from that strong source, 
you know, the drama, the story goes away, the pains go away, da, 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 da. And I'm more connected to a whole Danny because the energy is truly thriving within me and not just being sent out. So even in my, in my, my physical classes now that I teach, I call them slow burns. And the reason why is because, you know, when you're lowering down from, let's say plank to your belly, I don't really do chaturanga too much anymore these days, but have everyone squeeze the thumbs in, squeeze the inner thighs in, draw the feet back forward, draw the hands backwards. And then you're literally every ounce of your body is turned on. And then you lower down slowly for five so that you can sustain that. So that when you get down and you finally release, you're like, ah, oh, I got this. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? I mean, one of the things that I've been doing loads of interviews over lockdown on my um, personal Instagram page, which is more about anatomy and biomechanics. And I had the privilege of interviewing some really genius minds in the field of rehab. And a couple of people use the analogy of, you know, when you hold your body in a good position, especially if you're hypermobile, it's almost like your nervous system is getting a hug. And I thought that was such a beautiful analogy and it really links so powerfully to what you've just said about leaky energy because our our nervous system is actually operating at a far higher level than most people's. It's one of the reasons that we suffer from so much fatigue as a population. But what I have found in my own personal life is that just giving my body the right amount of support oh my goodness, I can, I'm like an energizer bunny. I can keep going for hours. 100%. And yeah. And it's just honestly empowering. That's the best word I've got. I know it's cheesy, but it really is. And have you noticed, and you can tell this could be a projection, but have you noticed that everything that you do, once you draw that energy in all, like it's just everything that you do is way more potent. Everything that you do has way more or much more integrity. And it's just, I don't know, everything that you do once you draw that in and you move from that space, it's just, it's just a little bit sweeter, a little bit juicier. Yeah, this is something we've been talking about recently, actually, that we've noticed a trend, not just in ourselves, but in people in our community that we've been talking to, that when, you, when you're able to stabilize your body and you feel this, this more, this physical strength, you feel stronger as a person and you're able to kind of like, kick out all the shitty people out of your life and stand up to assholes. And, um, and it, it comes from this, this inner strength that almost as strange as it sounds, it comes from a physical stability from, Mm -hmm. yeah. And, and the, I love the way that you've put it like this bringing, like bringing everything in and, um, the opposite of letting it leak out. It's almost like the way that I articulate it is that when I'm feeling physically strong within myself, I am better able to put my boundaries up and pr- and um, protect where they are. So when you start kicking shitty people out of your life, you're going to get a lot of backlash from them. But it's weird. Like when your body is strong and you've got that mental strength that accompanies that physical strength, you are able to deal with their backlash and be like, bring it on. Right. Say what you want to say. I'm not going to let you bump me around. And it's, I want that for other people because I feel like there's a lot of shitty people ruling the world right now. And so, I mean, I said, you like changing the yoga culture is my mission, but I think in a, in a grander, bigger way, I want people who potentially have felt weak and disempowered in the past. I want them to walk away feeling strong within themselves. And guys, that's not to say all people with muscles feel strong within themselves. I realize that, 
you know, there's a lot of muscly people out there that probably are being pushed around and are very fragile within themselves. But I think if you're even just aware of the fact that you've got this mind-body connection, that already pushes you in the right direction. You know, just having this conversation, I think, already jolts people's memories and goes, you know what, maybe I should rethink that relationship with that person and and maybe I should put my boundaries up and if they do kick back maybe I should just be like no actually this is what I, I want. I'm going to take that shit from you. No, no, no. <laughs> I love it. We're not only solving hypermobility, we're so, we're helping people out with their boundaries. We're saving the world. <laughs> Damn right we are. I'm so excited. I mean, it's it's very cool to obviously I love you two as as friends and I also so much and I also love you two as as colleagues, but it's very cool to to sit back and witness growth and I think the community that you've built um is very, it's, it's just so needed. And I, I hope that for anyone that's listening to the show and that maybe I've even heard the, the podcast episode with, with uh, actually I'll link it to the show notes so that you can hear the first one and this one. I think that'd be really cool for people to hear just from the start to where it's at now. Um, and I'm just excited to see what you're going to continue to do. And, and I can't wait to see this book with all the superheroes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. We're going to start sharing the characters soon. Yes. Yeah. And it's, it's really also, I'll just plug it a little bit. It's, it's easy to find where to pre-order it because if you just go to our website, which is just hypermobileyogis.com, hit a little slash book at the end of that. And it takes you right to our page where you can um, find whichever online retailer best suits you to pre-order it. I am going to do that as soon as we're done. Oh, thanks, Danny. That's so sweet of you. And to anyone out there who does feel like this book could be an addition to them and you do end up ordering it, we just want to say such a big thank you for your support. Honestly, we couldn't do this stuff without you. You mean the world to us. And we really sincerely from the bottom of our hearts hope that we can just reach one person. We know we've done a good thing. So please do let us know if anything we've shared with you has made a difference. Yeah. Well, you too. It is such a treat and such a gift to have both of you on the show at the same time um, for selfish reasons, obviously. <laughs> um, but also, I'm just really excited that you you got to come on to the show and 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 share your journey. And I'll continue to uh, to sit back and watch your growth and see what you guys offer. And I can't wait for book club. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much, Danny. I know I can speak for both of us when I say we love you from the. Bottom. This is where we. Ha- this is where we have the love fest of the show. This is every time I get so like, especially from that I know. <laughs> now I love you more. Now I love you more. <laughs> well, until the next seeker and sage, this is Danny, Celeste, and Adele saying peace out. Peace out. Yeah.